0: Welcome to The X Report. I'm Raven X. And today's show is going to be a little bit different. Um, Our teammate Ethan is not going to be a part of this week's show. Um, Unfortunately, his mom is actually in the hospital. She's currently in in the the intensive care unit um, battling with COVID and bilateral pneumonia in her lungs. So he has a lot going on, which is why he is not going to be a part of this week's show. So, you know, whether or not if you're religious, um, if you could say some prayers for his mom or just keep him in your thoughts um, and his family, that'd be really appreciated. We love you, Ethan. And uh, we pray everything turns out well for you guys um, with everything that's going on. Um, Yeah. So without him here, uh, we're going to just kind of talk about the NFL briefly, just give some um, I'm going to give my playoff picks for this weekend and talk about players I'm looking at. Um, We're going to skip the NBA conversation just a little bit because I don't want to be talking to myself. And then we're going to close out the show talking WWE and more specifically the top six superstars who most need to win the Royal Rumble this year. Um, Without further ado, though, everybody, please be sure to check out TheXReport.net. I repeat the export.net for exclusive sports content, written by yours, truly, and fellow export writers. Previous episodes of our lovely podcast on our YouTube channel entitled The X Report. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Now, before I make my picks for this weekend's slate of games, um, be sure, everybody, to check out my um, takeaways. I mean, I'm sorry, not my takeaways, my regular season MVPs for every team. Uh, I usually do this every week, 17, instead of doing takeaways for games, especially because there's so many teams that aren't going to be in the playoffs. I just uh, recap the year um, for each team's best player. You know, it, and unlike the NFL awards, that does not mean it's going to be a quarterback. I mean, it ranges from uh, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, even some defensive players. So I would definitely say to check that out, see who I said was your uh, favorite team's MVP this year. Let me know if you agree, or disagree. Let me know your thoughts. Keep me posted. Um, But, yeah, that's on the export.net. So, be sure to check that out for me. But, all right, so making my picks for Super Wild Card Weekend. Um, Starting off with uh, the first game on today's slate, the Indianapolis Colts versus the Buffalo Bills. I got Bills, uh, Los Angeles Rams taking on the Seattle Seahawks. I have Seahawks. And um, for the last game for Saturday, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Washington football team. Though I think it'd be really cool to see an upset. I got Tampa uh winning this one. Moving on to tomorrow's slated games, the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Tennessee Titans. I got Ravens. Chicago Bears taking on the New Orleans Saints. I have Saints. And then the Cleveland Browns taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I have Steelers. Um, the players I'm looking forward to watching first off, uh, offensively, I'm gonna say Drew Brees. I mean, just because we know how it is the last few years, Drew has been a bit hit or miss in the playoffs. Um, And this could potentially be his last ride. This could be his last year. So I'm really interested to see how he shakes out. How hard is he going to go? Where is his health against a tough Bears defense? Um, I'm really excited to see how it all shakes out. Uh, Defensively, I'm watching the Ravens' defense, more specifically their run defense. Now, I know that a lot of time has passed, and the Ravens ended the season on a five-game win streak. But still, I mean, Derrick Henry's a different beast. I mean, this man rushed for over 2,000 yards um, clearly a real candidate for MVP. I mean, one of the most talented players in the league today. And if Baltimore cannot stop him from running the ball, it does not matter what they can do. The defense has to step up. They did a nice job of it uh, the first time these two teams played early in the year, but they kind of got tired and faltered towards the end. They cannot do that this time if they want to make it to the divisional round. And my rookie to watch is Chase Young. I mean, for obvious reasons. He talked about he wants to play the GOAT. Um, he said he wants to play Tom Brady. I'm excited to see how he does it. I feel like for him and his team to pull off this upset, he's going to have to play a big part. He's going to be instrumental in getting a lot of pressure on TV 12. So I'm excited to see if he is going to be able to do that. But uh, like I said, we're going to bypass the NBA part this week. Sorry, basketball fans. And we're going to go straight into our WWE discussion. Hi, Kiki. How you do? Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, starting off this conversation, you love him. I love him. In fact, I call him my president, Shawn Michaels. We both agree he's the go. You wanna know who else believes he's the go-to? Rick Flair. In a recent interview, Ricky Boy said it's not arguable anymore. That's not a word. Uh, Shawn is the greatest worker in the history of our business. Apparently he said that according to a. Uh, wwe uk so i like hearing things like that and like i said we both agree that he's the goat already so instead of just talking about how great he is who would you say is number two who would you consider the goat of course factoring in wrestling ability charisma uh uniqueness um, all those good things talking all the good things that make a wrestler a wrestler
1: I mean, I've already explained my, like, top five wrestlers, so my next one's gonna be Undertaker.
0: Fair. Yeah. I say Kurt Angle. I think Kurt Angle is... I think, though... Which Kurt? You know, just Kurt. But, (laughs) I think that, I think a big reason why he's not really considered within the lore of, like, WWE wrestlers, because he didn't have as much time there as other people like an Undertaker or a Sean. Well, he's gonna have, like, and Justin, yeah, but I mean, yeah, yeah just in general? Oh yeah, Justin general, I think Kurt Angle's freaking amazing. I mean, literally, everything you ask him to do, he does it and does it well, besides walking after 2016. Other than that, he's pretty freaking spectacular. Like, he's one of the few people who can excel as a face or a heel. He's a tremendous wrestler, he's char- charismatic, he's funny. Like, every box you can ask a wrestler to fill, he can do it, and then so. Like, Kurt Angle, in my opinion, like, I think it's understated just how versatile he is and how his ability and his talent could work in literally any era of wrestling you put him in.
1: I mean, like, everything you've asked for, Kurt and Sean New they both, like, have done it. Like, <laughs> they've done more than what they probably would originally ask, just to make them all match or save even better. Like, that's, that's why they have massive um, effects, I and. Mean, like, in wrestling history.
0: Facts. Because, in my opinion, their match at WrestleMania 21, to me, is still the best wrestling match I've ever seen. Totally understandable, Shawn and Taker. But that match, superior. All right. So, uh, I have realized something. Once people leave the WWE, they get real yappy. Real yappy, talky. Just saying a little bit of everything. And Jim Ross is probably the biggest example of that. Because in a recent interview uh mr ross explained that uh vince mcmahon did not initially want to sign randy orton which just imagine life without
1: randy i mean randy he really didn't want to sign either so i wonder how they
0: i wonder how they came about all right so uh jim ross explained that during this time there orton received a bad conduct discharge after being absent without official leave or on separate occasions of course it's talking about him and the marines Um, he also spent 38 days in military prison. Ross noted that Vince McMahon did not want to sign Orton to a contract because Orton's past was an issue for McMahon. Ultimately, Ross had to convince McMahon to give Randy Orton a chance by reminding him of his own past. Because let's be honest, we all know Vince got a past. And uh, he said this, he was, believe it or not, he was somewhat of a controversial hire for us. Vince was the problem child that went to military school, and Randy was the problem child that went to the Marines and got discharged. You know, it's one of the deals where you say, look, I said, Vince, you got a second chance, so why not this kid? He's only a third-generation performer, and both his father and his grandfather were outstanding in-ring guys. So... Just imagine life without Randy. Would you want to imagine a WWE without the Viper, the Legend Killer, I mean, the baby face? Considering consider
1: everything that he's done almost like 80 years I don't know it's about 80. Exactly. It feels like, like it. Like It's been a long time. Sometimes it'll, be, it'll make it so much different. And I imagine was, evolution, I mean, evolution, was, evolution with Mark James directly instead of Randy Orton.
0: Nobody wants that. Mm-hmm. I, I can assure you no one wanted that. Just imagine a world mm-hmm. where I don't see the McMahons getting punted. Just imagine, if I don't have the stupid, stupid, stupid oh, okay. thing to refer back to, oh, I don't want it. A lot of, it.
1: of things would be so weird. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. Because no no one can do it a because like, like It's not a gimmick. It's just Randy random He's just, he just <laughs>
0: crazy. You're just allowing him to act on his craziness. That's all.
1: just to whole back a little bit.
0: Just barely, depending on who he's going up against. Because sometimes, you know, he kind of lets the whole, lets it all hang out. But uh, speaking of letting it all yeah, hang it out.
1: Ends it with the handshake. That's
0: gross. Speaking of letting it all hang out, one of the most charismatic wrestlers of all the times, The Rock, is in wrestling news, but not for anything wrestling related. Which, when I said that, I means not coming back at WrestleMania. Sorry, I wouldn't come back without fans either. But it's because of something uh, good old Booker T says. He said that I was the one who came up with the bookend. I didn't call it the bookend, and then The Rock stole it. Just like The Rock stole a bunch of my catchphrases. So, Keezy, do you can you really believe that The Rock stole some of Booker's flow, even though they were working at two separate companies I mean, during their growth? You know what I'm saying. And I mean, a Urinagi is not a necessarily your original move. People were
1: doing it, so. I think she stole as a finisher. You just went all the way down with it. So I'm like, like at this point, Book, you should just use your catch right better. That's the case. Yeah. Look, this, this is that this around the time edge of Edge's era. Like you got you, you can really say and do whatever the fuck you want to say and do.
0: But the thing is, my, how would he steal your catchphrase? Y'all weren't even working for the same company at the time. Because when The Rock got hot, that's when WCW got. Um, that's when he came to WWE. So it's like, so like. He just had a bug playing on you and wrote yeah, down everything you said. Which catchphrase did he steal? He didn't specify. I was like. Because I know in my life, I know Booker says some really wild stuff like shuck and duck and quack quack. And
1: he still says that. He still don't know what it means. Well, you know, he says it. He knows what it means.
0: But it's just like. I, I feel like um, if that? he stole your catchphrases, he definitely got the better ones. Like which ones? I just want to know which ones did he steal. I want to know too, Booker. At us, let us know what what catchphrases did he take because
1: I can't really give a opinion if I don't know which ones he took from you. because <laughs> all of them like they sound pretty original to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, just because he said them enough to. Implant them in your, in my brain, and everybody else's brain. I can't
1: imagine anybody else he saying. He just said it. random times, then like, it's catching it on. Let me just incorporate my promo around it.
0: And then bam, I'm gonna say it every single pay-per-view,
1: and you're gonna like it. But you know, right. I know your role is not a catch right Then oh, it's catching it on. What?
0: I can believe The Rock may have. Gotten stuff from other wrestlers,
1: but then again, who didn't? Yeah, I mean, no, no yeah. wrestling move is original. Even today, like sorry, you see someone doing something like you know, like New Japan, you see it in TNA, then you go see it in WWE. Like, hey, people do. You know, how people do a super hit now.
0: Many, but nobody does a sweet in music. There is only one. But yeah, like
1: I. So many people do a power bomb, a tobe like a stunner. Like it's like it's like people don't use that which some moves they probably could use a finish, but you know.
0: Yeah, so it's just like I, I think this is a bit of a reach, but that's just me. It's okay,
1: but You're right. Like, people people take people borrow take things all the time.
0: People like, still remember you for being great. That's all. It's okay. Now, um, speaking of something WWE is great at, and that is getting pop culture figures in the ring. Now, after making a Cardi B reference on Monday Night Raw. Cardi was added by many wrestling fans and jokingly was like, I don't even know what the hell you guys are talking about. And then that's when Lacey Evans came in and they got into a bit of a Twitter dispute. Would you like me to read the dispute or? Yes, let's
1: read it. All right,
0: let's start yeah, things off. Of let's start off with Miss Cardi, who said WTF laughing emojis. This is not how my WWE debut was supposed to be. Vince McMahon, count your effing days. <laughs> Lacey said this and replied, Careful what you wish for, you nasty. We aren't at, at Nicki Minaj. You'll get sent home with more than a busted eye. Cardi responded to this: "A white woman can't never put fear on me, sweetie. Got me effed up. I was showing love to WWE the whole night yesterday. I don't know where the f you came from with this unnecessary BS. Um, spoiler alert: Cardi says she hasn't really been keeping up with it today, so she probably has no clue. Lacy Evans. Karen, okay, continuing. Lacey responded with. Oh, bless your heart I, at I Am Cardi B. You got it all wrong. I heard debut and was giving you a friendly heads up. But since you want to be a badass, keep me in mind when slash if you show up to at WWE. I'll kick your ass while listening to your music. Hashtag pull up. So, Keezy, do you think we're going to see Cardi B in a WWE ring? No.
1: <laughs> Why? Is, no. Why? She even you know where half six people
0: are. I mean... I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like, not right now because fans aren't there.
1: I don't feel like we're seeing it in general. Shut up. Let me
0: finish. Let's no. sing my piece. You don't, I know you don't want it, but I'm not saying I would necessarily love it, but I think it'd be interesting not even just have a match. Just like have, okay, well, Lacey's on. Well, never mind. I don't really care about that. Have Lacey feud with Bianca. Or um Sasha and just have Cardi B be in her corner. Like, she didn't even have to necessarily have a match. Just have her punch oh, Lacey in the face. I know you're going to say or not have her all. I don't care. <laughs> shut up. No, shut up. We're not talking about that right now. We're just talking about the possibility of it potentially happening. And I think when fans come back, I think WWE is going to try to find something to provide a boost to their viewership. To give something fans to be excited about. And then also... In terms of pop culture, you can get Cardi B fans who have never given a damn about wrestling a day in their lives. It gives them some it gives you more viewers. So I know you're going to say no as a wrestling fan, which I totally understand, but I would not I be surprised.
1: Like I just don't like Cardi B's voice. I mean, yeah.
0: <laughs> but I mean like I think that I'm not saying I want her to have a match because no, but I think that like I said her coming in and just or, boom, Naomi. Naomi's technically on Raw. Have her do something with Naomi. Like I said, don't need a full match, but I think just her presence alone could be good for Cardi. Because it puts more eyes on her. And then, it's good for WWE because it brings in new viewership. And then, even though not everybody who's just watching for Cardi is all of a sudden just going to magically become a wrestling fan. But, some people are going to be stick on and be interested in the product. So... Like I said, I don't sure. need to see her wrestle.
1: You can get bad bunny, you know. Yeah, he's been doing a lot of stuff with, with a lot of your wrestlers, you know. Like Booker her He's in one of his music videos. Like hey, publicity, let's capitalize on that. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, Cardi B is well more definitely well. You no, know. I'm just saying from a business standpoint. Like I said, you don't need her in the ring, but just having her show up to an episode of Raw or something like mm-hmm. that's money. That's. It's brilliant from a marketing standpoint. It's great. And I would do it. Like I said, don't need her to wrestle. Don't need to see her in a ring. Just match her up with Naomi for a little bit. Let her get a good little punch in the eye of uh Lacey Evans and our door. Money. Everybody wins. We just don't do it at all. It's not set in stone that it's gonna happen. I don't know. I don't Just don't do it. I wouldn't mind seeing it. Like I said, I don't need to see it forever, but I wouldn't hate it. Now, speaking of things I do mind seeing. Goldberg versus Drew McIntyre Royal Rumble for the WWE Championship. Now that I definitely mind seeing and I don't want to see it. But one wrestler who I think we both regard in high esteem says maybe we're being a little too tough on the geezers coming back. And it's Mr. Finn Balor. And Finny Boy Balor. Uh, While speaking with Metro, he said this, Those guys have carved out their legacy and proven over the years that they belong on the show. Whether it's for one night or it's every night, that doesn't affect me and it shouldn't affect anyone else. For me, when the tide comes in, all the ships rise. He said, If we can have Goldberg on the show, if we can have anyone on the show for one night, I feel it's better one night than never. I welcome these legends with open arms. But then on the flip hand side, we have Mustafa Ali, who went on a mad mad rant. And if you haven't heard it on Raw Talk, I just say, just listen to it. I've never watched episode of Raw Talk. I'm probably not going to. But what he said, that man made a lot of salient points. And the long and short of it is, he said, three hours to guys that can barely walk. Why don't you give us a chance? People that can contribute to the business, further this company. This place needs change, among many other things, like I said. Now, Keezy, whose side are you on? What school of thought are you on? Of the bring them in, they did a lot for the business of the Finney boy, or Mustafa, who's like, no. Why don't you use this time to promote the talent you already have?
1: Look, I said it before, I don't, I don't, I don't Mustafa side. Like, I don't mind y'all bring the vision, like on popular rating. But if you're gonna bring him in, do something with them that can contribute to the new stars you have go over and come in and get in a and just randomly get a title match that helps no one like if you wanna bring a man get a good guy to get a pop or something fine no but the it. pops like, are slim and far and few in between like
0: they're not really happening anymore
1: well that's are trying not pop it right right now like if you wanna do that that's fine but do it you literally get a three hour show and kept a lot of people off the show just for nothing segments for, for people backstage like we don't need to see this all because they do it a lot like I don't know if y'all do it every now and they like y'all because y'all can do it anyway like it's fine to bring them back it's like um the a pop a rating get a, um, get a good pop from the crowd um but it's the fact that y'all keep bringing these people in to take up a lot of TV time from other superstars if you want to bring him in it's like help build up superstars, that's one thing but we've seen this time and time again I eat with Goldberg they, ah. they come ah. in and and have like like if, if it's not for a time message, they come in and just have matches period when we know that they can't have these matches no, like it's 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 a lot that they can do with the legends and that like, they're not doing the right thing with them because like like he like said it's a three hour show there's no reason why you should have some of your verses off the show because you're dedicating a lot of time to them Because every time y'all bring Legends back, y'all bring, like, 30 of them back at one time. Like, just bring, like, a couple back, have them a couple seconds, and, like, have them, like, build up someone else.
0: I would agree with that. I think that a big reason why Finn is saying this is because he's not been directly affected. Like, you're on NXT, you're the NXT champion. NXT is not really bringing the people. So, you're not, you don't have to really deal with the frustration. But for superstars like a Mustafa Ali or the other superstars who are already barely being utilized... I know it has to be frustrating having the time that you could be on TV, getting better, um, better, doing better storytelling. You have to sell the back burner for people who have not been thought of in years or people like Hulk Hogan, who no one even really wants back. So I can understand like it's a it's kind of a slap in the face. And of course, WWE is going to do it. They're going to do what they want to do. But that doesn't make it any less disrespectful. Like, I understand that not everybody's behind retribution, but by not even having them on TV or having people like Goldberg or Tatanka or other people getting this time, it's kind of like you're not even giving them opportunity to build themselves up, to get better. And so I'm in agreement with you. I'm on Mustafa's side just because I can only imagine how frustrating this has to be. Like you're already catching hell because people don't like your storyline. Then when you're trying to build it up and make it into something, you're not even getting the opportunity. And it's for people that are past their prime who really barely can walk, who literally have nothing better to do with their time than to take your opportunity. And I'm not saying every superstar who came back or the legends who came back are just trying to take opportunities from other people. I'm not saying they're doing it it's purposefully, good. but most it's happening. Most of the places came back;
1: they didn't even have a single word on TV. <laughs> that was just literally just there, standing there for a segment. Like it was at that time, like y'all could have been booking someone else up. And like, like I said, they do it so much that we all we, we know somebody's gonna get left off the show. That some sort of line like the um, someone found interest, is not gonna be on TV and then more than like they're yeah, just gonna think fans wrestling fans for a short term and just forget about it but uh, we don't cause you put everything on the network so we have we can see it anyway it's like if if you wanna be like one like or one, two names back which is fine like not how excited people were to go, um, cause Carlito was coming back
0: and he said nah alright like, which I don't blame him
1: like I kind know of, people like people like like they, will, they want to see like certain legends there, but right? they don't need to see them a whole show. Not the
0: everything. ones who you see every year. Then it makes stops being special. Like Carlito, we haven't seen Carlito in forever. So him coming back would have been dope. Like
1: he inducted, I think um, his dad to the Hall of Fame. Yeah.
0: Goldberg, we've seen Goldberg many times. Teddy Long, that's kind of lost his luster for me. Booker T, I mean, Booker's always there. Like if you're going to bring people back, bring, bring people back who we never see. Don't take their time up, though. But you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, like just give them like give them something meaningful to do, and don't bring like thirty people back at one time because definitely people are gonna take it off the show.
0: Speaking of meaningful, apparently WWE thought that you know what it'd be a good idea to bring Damian Priest to SmackDown, and not just put him on SmackDown, but have him be Kevin Owens' new friend to fight off the powers that be, also known as the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns and Jey Uso, but. After common sense took place, and Kevin Owens said, "This doesn't make any sense at all." The plan was scrapped.
1: like, yeah, it
0: doesn't. So as of right now, it still looks like Damien is going to be called up. Um, in addition with Rhea Ripley, who, thank God, about time. But what do you think, Damian? Damian's role should be because right now, it to me, it wouldn't make sense to entrench him in what's going on with the Tribal Chief. So, what would you have his first job be? I don't even
1: know <laughs> because uh um, you look at the places on SmackDown side like they're, they're actually doing pretty good in the mid card.
0: Um, I mean it doesn't have to be SmackDown.
1: No, I'm looking at both sides for sure. But um, they they're actually looking good with the, um with the IC title picture and the main event title picture. But I feel like it's kind of um, it'd be nice to get my show like um build them, like to build them up um first like having go against, like. Uh, enhancement tower from NXT or something. Doesn't put his name up there. But also, I feel like they also need more star power on Raw as well. Cause I feel like Raw, they have people that they can use. They just, hey, we have the 24-7 type of picture. You know, know, it's the same people just running around with a circle chasing R2. We all names something to talk about.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. I would
1: leave that one. It's like... You go to SmackDown, then you might be lost in shuffle because they already have a lot of star power there and, like, they are doing great already. So, in the raw, there's a chance, you might, there's a chance you could put them in 24-7 type picture. You know, they need more people in the mid card because, you have they have a decent mid card, but, like, you don't see anyone else there besides, like, Matt, Riddle, Jeff Hardy, or like, Super Bowl of that caliber. Uh, you, you could um, start Damian Priest out there and build him up and to a potential um, main event title on a few down the line it's like it's, they have to play their cards correctly if they do send it to Raw
0: honestly I would put him with the um, a few with the Miz I think that, that right now they be the thing that makes the most sense the Miz of course still got his Money in the Bank title and he's on the top of the world he feels like He is a guy who is going to be famous forever. Well, why not have you go against someone who wants to live in infamy? I mean, I think that it would be a nice parallel because they're two completely different characters, but they have the same goal, which is to live forever, to be famous, to have all the riches and the acclaim. And I think that that would be an interesting way to get him started. You could have, I think that one, it could help Damian Priest with his promos because even though he's not bad on the mic, Going up against The Miz will to help you be better. I think that it will be an interesting for you, like I said, because it's such a clash of styles. And then, two, you get something different. We very rarely get to see The Miz go up against newer talent. We're used to seeing him go up against guys who have been there forever. Whereas if you allow him to get in the ring with a guy like Damian Priest, it's something fresh. And I think that that's something that Raw has been severely missing. Something new. Something Interesting, and sure, it doesn't. Of course, there's not a title online, and I'm not saying he has to put the money in a bank briefcase on the line, but I think it gives both of them something new to do because right now, the mid's personality is he has the money to bring bank briefcase, which is fine, but I think that it will give him some dimension because if you have him feuding with somebody else that might kind of take away some of the allure of, oh, he has the belt, I mean, the briefcase. So when he does decide to cash in, it will legitimately catch people off guard because I'm like, oh, I thought he was just focused on Damian Priest. So I just think things like that to make Raw fresh, I think it could be a storyline that could actually work out really, really well and enhance the potential for both of these superstars. That's just... No joke, he's
1: not doing anything.
0: Yeah, he's literally doing nothing. I'd be fine with both. All right, but let's close out the show. Speaking of wrestlers who aren't doing anything, whether it be their choice or not, Royal Rumble. One of the best ways to propel a superstar's career is by winning probably my favorite match in the WWE. Now, we all know the
1: rules of the Rumble. We all know how it goes. And don't worry, they don't remind me of it like four times in one night.
0: And... Let's let's admit it, not every time the winner is a winner who needs it. Sometimes it's just the winner who they feel like is a good idea. Now, in this instance, we're going to talk about the superstars who need it. We're going to give our top six, of course, three men and three women who we most feel like need to walk out of Royal Rumble with a win. Now, of course, these are not our necessary picks, but these are the people we feel like need the career boost. So, Keezy, you want to start off? You want me to start off? What you want to do? Let's go. bounce back to back. All right. Starting with my number six, I have woman, man, woman, whatever. So starting off with my six, I have Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot, we all know, is incredibly talented. She is a very, very good player. The potential is up there. However, the actual execution has not been there. She hasn't been in a women's championship match in, what, two years? It's been a while. Like
1: a single-time match? Yeah. It's been well, it's
0: a while since she's won SmackDown. Yeah, the first time. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's been a while. Has not exactly been easy sledding for her, and it's unfortunate because of just how talented she is. Like I say, she doesn't necessarily get all the um pop that she probably should get. But I do think that if she were to win the Royal Rumble, I think that it could be a big boost for her, and it'll give us a match we haven't seen in a while um with her, excuse me, and Sasha. Unless she wants to go and face Oscar. But either way, I think that giving Ruby the opportunity would be a good idea.
1: I'll say my number six is actually Liv Morgan because um they they have a that they can capitalize on from Liv Morgan especially with the document that just came out and whether really with the document they really have a follow up on it like like with her in ring wise I feel like um she is only starting to prove even more what she can bring to the table like she's not bad the she's she's steadily improving in the ring I feel like. Uh, there's some of the new talent that they can use in the... Um, well, she's not really a new talent, but she's like one of the underused new talent that they could actually use in the um, title picture.
0: Heard. Uh, number five for me is Keith Lee. Keith Lee, I'm not saying that his career is dead at all. I'm just saying that right now, it seems like they don't really know what direction he they're going to do with him. And I think that this could kind of remind people just how dominant Keith Lee is because based off what he's done on Raw so far besides beating Seth Rollins in that um, well winning that triple threat and beating Randy Orton in his first pay-per-view he has not done much and it'd be easy to forget just how amazing he really is just because he's not really being used to the best of his abilities so I think that getting the Royal Rumble win would be huge and just kind of remind people who Keith Lee
1: is um that's for me is um Bobby Lashley like you know by the way, he's like one of the the most protective um people in the in on Raw right now is if like um, especially being with the Hurt Business, um, this um has shown the best of Bobby Lashley. They, um, we know that with with um the group he's around now, it could work out um phenomenally for um a main event run. Especially with with people around, you like MVP, Sean Benjamin and Cedric Alexander, they could um they could um uh, transfer the Hurt the Hurt Business into like something even more because the Hurt Business has one big has been one of the most entertaining things on Raw in 2020 and i feel like going forward um a world title run for by year i don't think people would mind seeing that now seriously like how good he is in the ring and like have a mouthpiece as mvp
0: for me number four is rhea ripley once again not that her career is dead in the watering thing but i feel like you could kind of give her the oscar effect have her come in have her be that dominant presence what more dominant way is there than to beat 29 other women to win the Royal Rumble I think that that'll give her career a great start a great push and would definitely spice things up with the raw women's division because she has to go
1: to raw so yeah I would say real um, um Naomi it's really like we know how good Naomi is in the ring she's um it's like she just hasn't had that opportunity to lead the division on women's division like we know like we know that she can she
0: is mrs Royal Rumble
1: um I feel like um, a nice long time for her. I got, you know, how long was her last one? Like, three months?
0: Something like that. I know her yeah, first know one got, I know her first one got cut short because she got hurt, which actually hurt my feelings. And then, you know, there's other wrestlers. But yeah, I'd say that.
1: But I would say Naomi because, like, at this point, she she has earned, she's earned it. Um, it's like she, because um, she's been with the company for a long time, even back with the Game of NXT. She just, She been she's been there for a while. I
0: remember when she was a Funkadactyl.
1: She was right after that one. Um, I feel like there's so much more that can do with Naomi and like so many matchups that we we can see with her.
0: For me, my number three is Bobby Lashley. Similar to what you were saying, but I I think that let's be honest, the United States Championship right now, it's it's just a toy at this point. Like he's. It looks like he's feuding with Matt Riddle, which could be cool. But other than that, like he really hasn't done much with that title. And I think that a good way to kind of put him back into the main event scene is by winning the Royal Rumble because it's a match that I would love to see between him and Drew McIntyre. And I think that he deserves to be in that conversation. I mean... It was he was almost there a couple years ago after beating Roman. And then they kind of shut all that down. Like it's been really stop and start. Like we have moments where it seems like Bobby is gonna get that push and Bobby is gonna be able to get that opportunity and then it just stops. And I think that him running the Royal Rumble would be a perfect opportunity for him to not only get the chance, but actually stay there. And actually be able to be used as a top superstar. He may not be the talker that you want, but I mean that's why you have MVP. That's why you have the hurt business there to kind of help boost him up and make him better.
1: Um, we are right now? Uh, this is three. Uh, um, I will say my number three. Um, Adam Cole. Baby. Um, make us. Um, I know he's gonna be in um, the um tag team classic, yeah. but for like um. That's like it. They get early elim- elimination. Um, I don't know where they go from there because I know it's gonna be Adam Cole and uh Roger Strong in it. Um, this time around and not um Roddy and Kyle. What's that? Very weird.
0: I don't think. I um, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: Um, I just think like, um, I I just like um a win. there would come uh, kind of like re um reintroducing um. Reintroduce the Underspeed Era to the main roster because um only thing people know about Underspeed Era the main watchers is when um, main when they invade Smackdown They had that phenomenal match for Damon Bryan and set Rollins, um, the next week on Raw But, um, besides that, um,
0: I'd say Survivor Series That
1: well, as well But I feel like, um, doing that time, that's like the only exposure on the main roster that the Underspeed Era has gotten And I feel like, um, that can be a really boost to whatever show they decide to go on Um they they, 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 they start off establishing dumb. It's like um, the golden prophecies um came from NXT to um either Ross Mac now because I I, can, I will leave it until like the month before um and he decides like which championship he wants to be on. That way, he honestly to be on both shows technically. Came off NXT. You don't know which show you're gonna be on because you don't know what time you're gonna go after.
0: Personally, I don't think he's gonna leave NXT until he has uh, a feud so. with Kyle O'Reilly, which i like that very much. Um, my number two, Shayna Baszler. I don't really know what more needs to be said. I could say the same stuff I said a year ago about why she needs to win the Royal Rumble, but uh, yeah, she's another one that looked like looked hot coming out of NXT, like, bit off people's ears and stuff. You know, won the Elimination Chamber, almost won the Royal Rumble, and it was like, eh nah,
1: never mind. But like, we got like we've had glimpses of like Shayna Baszler like being like Ocean chamber like. Oh, she can she can legit kick your ass. Like, yeah, caught glimpses of it, but like, just need to follow through with it.
0: No, no, you want us to continuity? You want us to
1: continue <sighs> on with things? Because if they should destroy um Van and Mandy two weeks in a row, And like just follow just keep follow through with it. Like, you've been doing this like all without night just just like because it's it's believable. Trying bear she can beat you by herself. Like, she, lim- she literally wanted to live in shape by herself. She right. like, five people. Like, we know that she can do it. Like, just follow through with it. So, I wouldn't actually wouldn't mind seeing her, like, continue when she left off last year.
0: I think she I should. I think her be
1: out there either tied with muscle eliminations. I think so, with eight. Yeah.
0: Who's your number two?
1: I don't say, um, um My number two... Um, number two is so, um, of course it's gonna be um Bianca, cause um my nurse has thing going with Bailey right now. It's like um, after that there's still like a two or three month time period of like, okay, we gotta keep her like keep the continuity with her going, like I've uh, having her um prove that she's uh, the best. Cause like a lot can drop, like you like someone's um stock in Bailey's eyes, they can drop within a week. And with a Rumble and Mania being like two or three months apart from each other, they're gonna kind of, um, have to and keep boosting her up. I feel like a Rumble win, kind of solidify that at least that way she can um, she can do promos and not just be in matches with um, the same soup sauce over and over again.
0: Facts. And my number one is Alistair Black. I've talked about Alistair Black many a time. He deserves more opportunities. He's just so good, and it just blows me. How he's not being used to the best of his ability. I mean, he's so unique compared to the rest of the WWE roster. He provides kind of that dark but, like, mysterious element that you really want. And not in the way that The Fiend does. So, The Fiend kind of gets a bit goofy. Whereas, Aleister Black is definitely the more so serious character. And the one that I feel like you could really build around. So, Aleister, in my opinion, most is the male superstar who most needs to win the Rumble.
1: My, uh, my number one is going to be Keith Lee You yeah, like He, um, ever since he debuted He's kind of been like He's, he's, kept, he's just been there Basically Because, yeah. like, you see Um, every, like Notice in a lot of his matches The matches that he wins He, some, some of them wins him by accident on, 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 The match he loses It's like It matches like What's my match when he's gonna win at the last minute? He gets screwed? Yeah, like something happens, like, oh, somewhere someone else wins. Like, trip third match with um, Seth Rollins, Randy Orton, and Keith Lee. He was gonna win it, RKO. Then <laughs> Seth is spinning. Like, they, 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 some, some would try to keep him strong, like, hey, Keith didn't get pinned, like, Seth, like, he was also about to win. And then they, and they said, like, no. Hey, Keith, just, Keith just forgot about the third person. Like, no. Like we already know how good Keith Lee is, like Keith Lee just make a simple. mistake. like, oh, um, I, I forget about the third person in the match because this happened three times already. Like Sheamus, um, Braun Strowman, Keith Lee, um, had had um, Braun Strowman down. Sheamus kind like, of oh, bro Keith Keith Lee. <laughs> it's like they um, we already know how good Keith Lee is. Let's like let's have to capitalize on like the um athlete that Keith is like he um actually appeals to the um fans watching
0: fair enough but that is our show thank you guys so much for listening as always please be sure to check out the export.net I repeat the export.net for exclusive course, content written by yours chilling fellow export writers previous episodes of our lovely podcast and our youtube channel entitled the Export. also once again prayers up for ethan and his family we love you bro and we hope everything shakes out Once again, thank y'all so much for listening, and we'll see you all next time.